I thank the gentleman for his leadership and for yielding. The ATF's new rule criminalizing pistol braces is a brazen and unlawful attempt to usurp congressional authority. This pistol brace rule will fail for the same reason the bump stock rule failed. The ATF does not have the authority to create federal law. Nobody voted for the ATF, though I know a lot of people who would vote against them if they could. There you go. Matt Gates on the floor of the House yesterday talking about pistol braces. Again, these are the uh, stabilizers that people, particularly uh, you know, disabled folks, use in order to be able to shoot and uh, engage in shooting sports because it helps them if they have you know any kind of a disability that affects uh, one or, or other of their arms. And uh, you know, it's part of the list of things that the ATF is trying to make illegal, basically. This new rule will ban pistol braces on certain firearms forcing users to jump through numerous hoops to comply with this new decree or risk becoming a felon. Disabled veterans and others have used these braces for years to help them fire pistols, and the ATF has unilaterally decided that this is no longer acceptable. And so you basically are forced into making a choice, right? Now, otherwise law-abiding Americans will either have to destroy their newly illegal firearms or figure out how to comply with an arbitrary and confusing regulatory scheme outlined in the National Firearms Act. And it would not be a Matt Gates speech if he didn't have at least one good zinger in there somehow or other. The ATF cannot be trusted to protect our rights to keep and bear arms. There is no timeline in which the ATF, under any administration, would become an ally. It needs to go. We need to abolish the ATF before they abolish our Second Amendment rights. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms should be the name of a chain of convenience stores in Florida, not a federal agency. I urge every red-blooded American and every conservative in this Congress to stand with Representative Clyde and his legislation and to stand with me and co-sponsor my bill, the Abolish the ATF Act of 2023. Let's get rid of this unlawful agency once and for all and let this special order be considered a shot across the bow. You know you've made a good line when this, the the actual bill that they're talking about, who's given you a little bit of time to talk about your thing, when he's guffawing at you. I mean, that's a great line. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms should be the name of a chain of convenience stores in Florida, <laughs> not a federal agency. <laughs> Okay, I would shop at that store. Yes, though, I would I too. I love that, man. <laughs> I would too. Six fourteen. there. Six fourteen here on News Radio like ninety two three. Oh right. yeah, no, I I just love. I, I got to oh, give yes. credit where credit is due. That was that was pretty hilarious. Uh, Matt had a day yesterday. He also was in the Judiciary Committee uh, talking about a proposal to, you know, make sure that before they do the Judiciary Committee Committee meetings when they actually talk about you know Americans' rights under the Constitution that they ought to do something every time. Mr. Gates is recognized to uh, explain his amendment. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Here on the August Judiciary Committee, we are charged with vindicating the constitutional rights of our fellow Americans, and the national or, and our Pledge of Allegiance is a national symbol of pride and unity. And it was a great honor to be able to invite one of my constituents this morning to offer the Pledge of Allegiance. And so my amendment uh, gives uh, the committee the opportunity to begin each of its meetings with the Pledge of Allegiance. It gives our members the ability to invite inspirational constituents to be able to share and lead in the Pledge of Allegiance. I offered this amendment to the judiciary rules two years ago, and it was defeated, and I'm very optimistic that we'll have a different outcome today. That's the amendment. So Matt wants them, before they do their Judiciary Committee meetings, to say the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, like 
we all do in front of all of our meetings mm-hmm. here, you know, in uh, Northwest Florida and in the state. You know, they, they say the pledge all the time, right? Um, but, uh, of course, what you would think is a relatively innocuous, simple thing gets um, all the angry people angry. <laughs> so I'll tell you about that in just a second. Candy's got traffic on the fives. The good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Everything's looking fine. 98, not showing any problems. 90 is clear all the way through from Milton into Pace into Pensacola and the Three Mile Bridge not showing any delays either. 437-1620. You can call or text if you see that accident or slowdown. News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. So uh, Jerry Nadler, the former chair of the House Judiciary Committee, he was the guy that you know saw the impeachment hearings and everything else come through his committee. Um, he says, I don't know why we should pledge allegiance twice in the same day to show how patriotic we are. I don't think this is the most important amendment in the world. Yeah, twice is, is a lot. And then somebody said, Jerry, you're never on the floor when they say the, <laughs> the pledge the first time. <laughs> and he Bird. says, yeah, I'm fine. Nobody else goes there anyway. But I've pledged I've pledged allegiance dozens of times. Dozens of times? Dozens. How can you say that? Hundreds. That, that makes you sound thousands. un-American. Right. Yeah. Only? Sorry. I mean, what if it's even four dozen? You know, 48 times in your life you've said the pledge. Did you not go to second grade? I mean, like, you yeah, know. Right? I, mean, I, I, I don't have any idea. But if I had to guess, I have probably said the Pledge of Allegiance. Six thou- billion a, a times. A thousand times? Yeah, right. Two thousand times? I don't even know. Dozens of times. Oh, my God. Anyway, so uh, David Cicilline, another uh, prominent Democrat on the committee, is like, oh, no, we're not doing this. So I'd like to offer an amendment to the amendment, uh, adding in the second paragraph where the chair may designate an individual to lead the Pledge of Allegiance to add the following language. Provided, however, the pledge shall not be led by an individual who supported an insurrection against the government of the United States in any way. Because I think if we adopt this amendment, then we will be truthful in, in representing that stating this pledge is an affirmation of your defense of democracy and the Constitution. It's hard to take that claim seriously if, in fact, an individual who in any way supported an insurrection against the government of the United States is allowed to lead the pledge. So I would ask Mr. Gates to accept this friendly amendment, and I look forward to supporting it. Would the gentleman yield for I first ask question? Mr. Gates if he'll support the amendment. So instead of just saying, oh, good idea, he's like, oh, none of you January 6th people can say the pledge. None of you, none of you people who uh, didn't agree with certifying the votes can say the pledge. And Matt's like, oh, well, my concern about this is, well, you'll see. To make sure that someone who led an insurrection against the United States doesn't make a mockery of the Pledge of Allegiance and stand before this committee with their hand over their heart claiming to support the Constitution. Mr. Cicilline, my concern would be if your definition of an insurrection is objecting to electors, then there would be many Democrats on the committee that wouldn't be eligible to lead the pledge since so many that, That's objected. not my definition I of mean, an the, the last Republican president I'll to get concede, sworn in absent I'll Democrat allow, objectors me, was George Herbert Walker Bush. Claiming my time, Mr. Gates, I will allow the chairman. And by, by the way, what he's getting at is that, you know, Democrats have historically objected to electors, too. That's, you know, that's something that has been done quite a bit from both sides, right? To determine whether or not someone has participated in insurrection in the United States. I think this language is important. Would the gentleman further yield? I'm asking Mr. Gates, will you now accept the amendment? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that, that you may be disqualifying too many of your own members, Mr. Cicilline. I'm not concerned about that at all. <laughs> then agree to the amendment. So in the end, in the end, I don't even know whether they wind up passing this or not, but he just says, like, you know, you kind of change your definition of your amendment, come back to us when you've got a little bit more formalized or whatever. But, you know, just one of these, like... I just, I just like us to say the pledge before we do Judiciary Committee hearings. Oh, no. We're talking about January 6th. Okay.
Okay. All right. Fair enough. 437-1620-437-1620. Oh, I think we have a, a thing that's kind of going on right now. Ready! <laughs> Ground This is live from Punxsutawney, <laughs> where you have the event happening. Let's do that one more time. And I will tell you, every time I have ever watched this, I learn one lesson, which is, you think they're almost there. Oh, we're like 10 minutes away. <laughs> we're a long way away from them uh, having Punxsutawney Phil come out and tell us what's going to happen with winter. So we will come back to this in process. 619 here on News Radio 92.3 on Groundhog Day. I'm Andrew McKay. This is Pastor Carl Gallops of the Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Are you and your family looking for a church that when Sunday morning rolls around, you can say, oh good, it's time to go to church? Well, let me invite you to consider worshiping with us at Hickory Hammock Baptist Church, where multiplied hundreds of people say these very words every Sunday. We are doctrinally sound, featuring the exaltation of Jesus Christ and the clear contextual preaching of the Bible. And the Bible is made relevant and exciting. You're convicted, challenged, encouraged, and uplifted at the same time. We have premier youth ministries, children's ministries, senior adult ministries, Bible studies, and missions outreach. We have a team of pastoral counselors offering guidance for your Christian and family life. You can find out everything you'd want to know about us on our huge and highly interactive website at hickoryhammockbaptist.org. Let me give you an open invitation to worship at Hickory Hammock Baptist Church this Sunday morning. And then the next Sunday, you'll say, oh good, it's time to go to church. I kid you not, regular members and even first-time guests say it every single Sunday. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Quiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. You may think when you file an insurance claim, the insurance company will do all they're supposed to do to pay out the claim. But insurance companies don't provide manuals to get fair insurance claim settlements. That's where Claimology steps in, giving you a voice when you've suffered property damage or business loss. Don't get lost when filing a claim. Contact Claimology at 850-684-4794 or online at insuranceadjusterschoolhouse.com. Claimology, noun. The art of science and application of fair insurance claim settlements. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Morning. Morning. You off to see the groundhog? Yes, I am. Do you think it's gonna be an early spring? I'm predicting March 21st. Oh <laughs> good guess. You know, I, I think that actually is the first day of spring. Then put your
Daybreaker, please place the royal red carpet. Mr. Vice President, will you place the scrolls? Now, it's a tradition that we will shout, Phil, 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 Phil. All right, we are about ready to have it happen. We are live from Punxsutawney, where Phil is looking. And uh, this is always such a big, long process, too. Like, they read the scroll. He picks the scroll, and then they read the scroll. And we, uh, I think we have nothing going on right now. No no sound. They're, they're, they're getting ready to read the scroll, y'all. <laughs> this is, and by the way, this is just one of my favorite things. I just so much love scroll, this we thing. We have a scroll. Here we go. All right. What do you love about America? This. <laughs> and it's all of these very ceremonious looking guys in their top hats and their black coats. And it's the crew of Punxsutawney. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Now on this February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn on Gobbler's Knob. Phil looked to the skies and then, speaking in groundhoggese, directed this president uncle to the proper scroll, which reads, I see the morning has brought the finest people. I see their bravery and spirit. The time has come, I can feel it. The excitement, I can hear it. I see the folks with gray in their hair, and I see the kids all young and scrawny. Their eyes and cheeks aglow from the cold, clean air of sweet Punxsutawney. Nice. I see that everyone knows their part, and I am merely the sage. But above all else, I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. No. No. You fat little squirrel. How dare you? <laughs> there you go. So, no change for Pensacola. 625 on News Radio 92. Didn't one of those guys look just like Brent Lane, though? <laughs> they do. I know. The guy who was doing the warm up before the real serious old guys come out. Yeah. You know, he looked exactly like Brent. It was I hilarious. Know. We checked. He is in the building. Uh, yeah, he but is can't still you here. You see him doing I that? absolutely hey guys, could. pay attention. This if, is a learning experience. If Brent was the host <laughs> of, um, of a, a country music station morning show in Punxsutawney, he would 100% be a part of this group out there leading the whole ceremony <laughs> oh, on February true. 2nd. You know that's 100%. He is Mr. Pensacola. That's right. He would right, have the cat uh, help. That's right. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we'd have the, we'd have the cat. That's we should we should have the cat sees a shadow or not. That's okay. um, Dave will get you in a second. Uh, before that, uh, Candy's got traffic Here, on the I'll fives. We're not showing any uh, slowdown. I looked out and saw my shadow, and I did not. Okay, <laughs> I went ten and I ten. All reporting is clear. No problems on the uh, on or off ramps uh, certainly. And uh, ninety eight clear all the way through Lillian. Not showing any problems. Four three seven sixteen twenty. You can uh, text if you see those. Uh, if you have traffic tips, News Radio ninety two three informative, local, dependable. Somebody texted in. Is it wrong? of me for one time just wanting to see Phil bite the tar out of one of these guys for waking him up on a random weekday. Okay, I've been bitten by plenty of things. I'm glad that Phil is not doing that, but can you imagine? Son of a... Yeah, it, 
it's shadow for six more weeks of winter and no shadow for, you know, summer's coming sooner and bite for, Spring. oh God, all hell's going to break loose. That's uh, right. It's Armageddon. <laughs> David's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? A judge is now refusing to toss a wrongful death lawsuit in the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting case in Wisconsin. The father of one of the men killed, Anthony Huber, suing Rittenhouse and police in Kenosha. He claims Rittenhouse conspired with police to kill his son. Rittenhouse's lawyers say there's no evidence of that. Oil uh, giant Shell posted its highest ever annual profit, just under $40 billion for last year, more than double the company's 2021 profit. And SpaceX set to conduct a historic rocket test tomorrow in Texas. They plan to fire all 33 engines on their super heavy rocket during a test burn. They say that the rocket will uh, displace more energy during the test than any other rocket in history. It's uh, part of the company's final preparation uh, for a possible orbital launch of the Starship prototype. All right. Wow. Cool. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 437-1620-437-1620. We've got another state now is saying that, you know, like... um, uh, Arkansas with um, Governor Sanders that she said they were going to stop using Latinx, you know, Latinx as a uh, word because it's not a real word and because it's offensive to uh, Spanish speakers and Hispanic culture and, you know, most of the people who are Spanish speakers don't like that concept of degenderizing the language. Well, now uh, in Connecticut, a group of lawmakers, uh, Hispanic lawmakers, are also now proposing to ban the term Latinx from official government documents, saying it's offensive to Spanish speakers. And uh, the, the, the representative uh, Geraldo Reyes Jr. of Waterbury, uh, it's my favorite place to vacation and never, uh, the bill's chief sponsor, uh, one of five Hispanic Democrats who put their names on the legislation, said Latinx is not a Spanish word, but it's rather a woke term that's offensive to Connecticut's large Puerto Rican population. I didn't know that. Uh, you, you learn stuff all the time by reading. Uh, Spanish language, which is centuries old, defaults to Latino for everybody. It's already all-inclusive. They didn't need to create a word. That concept already exists. Correct. <laughs> you know, kind of like uh, man is the default term for, and you're not supposed to do that anymore. I don't care. I do it anyway. Or, you know, when you're writing a paper, singular is he. Sorry, it's not they. They is not a singular pronoun, but I know that's all. All the standards these days. 629, get off my lawn. 629. I call uh, everybody dude. I sound like a young Navy fellow. You can't, just don't call him chief. I don't. Yes. You know can't who say, hates that? Gary Hoxing. Hey, dude. Can't, <laughs> Everybody's a dude. Can't say banging the drum for something. You know, there's all these rules. It's hard to keep up with the rules. Or you could just say, I do not care. Call me when you've got a real issue and I will be on your side. Until then, shh. 437 16 20 oh governor desantis is trolling environmentalists now did you see this this big budget with all the tax breaks did you see that one of the things he wants to give a tax break to is gas stoves I- <laughs> i'll just our governor's Dude. better at trolling than yours is i mean i need to make that shirt because it's not even an issue right it was this big story how about how the biden administration was going to recommend the banning of gas stoves and then it turned out that yeah oh, whoa whoa no we're not and then you've actually got people on the left who are like yeah we should and DeSantis is like i'll tell you what we're gonna do we're just gonna make no sales tax on gas stoves enjoy <laughs> funny to cool. me david wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines david what do you got coming up sir well, in addition to uh, no tax on gas stoves, he's got a whole budget. We'll tell you about it after Fox. Fox 
News. I'm Chris Foster. It's now at least seven deaths in Texas, one in Arkansas blamed on a multi-day ice storm. 390,000 homes and businesses are reported to be without power in Texas. When you consider how much weight is added by even a half inch of ice and, and some of this accumulation is much more than that, it's not surprising to see those limbs snap and to see some of those lines come down. Austin Energy spokesman Matt Mitchell. It's Groundhog Day and the Groundhog in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania predicts six more weeks of winter weather. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says it was a very good meeting with President Biden about the debt ceiling and spending cuts. McCarthy did not detail any specific proposal. I'm not going to negotiate this in the press. The White House says President Biden welcomes good faith discussions on reducing the deficit and growing the economy, but that should be separate from Congress raising the debt limit. Fox and Jared Halpern at the White House. The debt ceiling was reached two weeks ago and money is being moved around to avoid default for now. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. It is 61 degrees, partly cloudy skies right now in Pensacola. And Governor Ron DeSantis says he wants to put more money back in the hands of Florida residents. It's part of his Framework for Freedom budget proposal, $115 billion spending plan. Uh, it includes a number of sales tax holidays, an extended 15-week period uh, dubbed Freedom Summer, and a one-year holiday on household items under $25. So that'll be everything from detergent to trash bags. These are necessities and people are going to be able to get those tax-free. All dental hygiene products, tax-free. All toiletries, tax-free. Children's books, tax-free. Uh, he also plans to cut taxes on athletic equipment for kids and uh, over-the-counter pet medication, as well as baby necessities. The legislature taking up the budget proposal when they start the legislative session in March. Florida Power and Light Light's second solar farm on the north side of Escambia County went online yesterday. The new First City Solar Energy Center on Holland Cox and Ranch Roads has more than 200,000 solar panels, output of about 75 megawatts. FPL says that's enough to power 15,000 homes. Another solar farm went online yesterday, the Blackwater River Solar Energy Center in Santa Rosa County. Both of those went online at the same time as seven other solar farms across the state. New retail shopping center development coming to the north end of Escambia County. According to North Escambia.com, the Escambia Development Review Committee approved plans for the 4,750-square-foot project at the site of the former OES Lotto store on Highway 97. The plans include three separate shops with 16 parking spaces. The lottery store site has been closed since November of 2012 when the owner was fatally shot during a robbery attempt. That's News Radio's Joe Ford. A Flomaton woman charged with neglecting an elder after her 82-year-old father was found in an unkempt trailer in McDavid. The man was found after a family friend contacted authorities. The sheriff's office says the man was on a dirty mattress in a trailer on North Pine Barren Road, had no way to get food or water. The man telling deputies he'd been in the same spot on that bed for four to five days. 40-year-old Tiffany Jeanne Quibodeau is charged. Uh, the man reportedly told deputies she'd been responsible for his care and left days earlier with his cell phone and wallet. Wednesday was National Signing Day for college programs, and UWF football signed 14 student-athletes. They're set to join the program next year. The biggest thing is, like, just the great families. Like, we've, we've met a lot of good uh, mother, mothers and fathers, uh, good brothers and sisters along the way. A lot of families that have come in and, and really just embraced the culture that we're going to build. Head coach Caleb Nobles, uh, he says the recruiting class also includes three mid-year transfers that enrolled in January. In all, 15 players hail from the state of Florida, two other from, others from Alabama. 
State education officials now reviewing changes made to that Advanced Placement African American History course. The College Board recently changed the course after the Florida Department of Education rejected it. The College Board says, though, the changes were shaped only by the input of experts and longstanding AP principles and practices. The changes include the removal of topics like CRT and Black Queer Studies. BLM reparations and inter intersectionality are now optional and there's no word on when the state education department will make a decision it is 635 in news radio 92.3 let's get a look at our traffic on the fives candy what are you seeing hey good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays still clear as i say these words 29 not showing any problems it looks like it is clear all the way through to the split at pace Fox 90 clear from milton into pace into pensacola not showing any issues on nine mile or pine forest either certainly if you have a seen accident you have traffic tips text 437-1620 it's News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. We're going to be seeing some showers overnight tonight with an 80% chance of rain. High today near 75 degrees, lows dropping near 50 degrees. A few storms could have some gusty winds through the overnight period. Showers will last into early Friday morning before they move out of the region. By Friday afternoon, we will have partly sunny skies with a high near 59. Temperatures Friday night dropping into the 30s, 38 degrees for your low. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 61, partly cloudy in Pensacola. Your next news at 7, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. Shares of Facebook parent meta platforms are up nearly 19% in pre-market trading after the company reported improving conditions in its underlying business and said it would buy back and added $40 billion in shares. In its latest quarterly report, Meta pointed to early signs of improvement, including a reduced estimate for costs in 2023 and a forecast that first quarter revenue could reach as high as $28.5 billion. That would exceed the company's sales in the first quarter of 20. 2021, right before Apple introduced privacy measures that curtailed revenue by cutting off the company's access to data. FedEx is laying off more than 10% of its global management staffers as the delivery company faces a shipping slowdown. The company says it's reducing the size of its officer and director ranks and consolidating some teams and functions. FedEx declined to say how many jobs were being eliminated. On Wall Street Futures, pointing to a mixed open. That's your money now. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. This Valentine's Day, send your sweetheart the gift that shines above all others. Name a star after them. I'm Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after your sweetheart and send a beautiful gift package. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for this year's hottest Valentine's Day gift. Hey, Dave Ramsey here. For almost a decade, I've been telling you about my friends at Frontier Motors in Pensacola. The biggest reason is they help my listeners save thousands of dollars when purchasing a slightly used car over a brand new one. Consumer Reports says the average new car depreciates a whopping $9,200 in the first year alone. That's crazy. 
So if you're thinking new, don't. Go see Frontier Motors and see how much they can save you on a current year car with very low miles. And if your goal is to get out of debt, bring Frontier Motors your car and they can write you a check on the spot. Frontier Motors can also do consignments and they don't charge a fee or a commission. Frontier Motors have been helping the people in the Pensacola area for 21 years. They are the go-to dealer for free advice when it comes to buying or selling a car. Please go see my friends at Frontier Motors. And don't forget to tell them Dave Ramsey sent you. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out this morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host was on The Price is Right. Who could it be? Who is it? The correct answer is Andrew McKay. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Morning, 640 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Uh, Wes Moreno is the uh, Scambia County Administrator. He joins us every Thursday. Wes, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Good to be here this morning. Hey, good morning. I, I I know I had told you we were going to play you some ZZ Top, but we got kind of got a theme going today. <laughs> So we'll, 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 we'll catch you next week on that for sure. So one of the things I wanted to talk about with you, there was an, um, uh, a thing that took place in Santa Rosa County last week where the commissioners were offered four bids on a construction project for an intersection and a light at the Piggly Wiggly in the new K-8 through school on Schmuckla Highway and uh, Wallace Lake Road. And the low bid came in at a million. They went with the next low bid at $1.3 million, so they spent $300,000 extra. Uh, and the allegation was that the company that had made the low bid was had done a project poorly the last time around. I've since done some research on this. I'm not sure that those allegations are founded, and there's a lot more to this story, I think, than, uh, than was originally presented. But the short version is that what Sam Parker was trying to do was by quality instead of just by inexpensive, something that in philosophy I certainly support. You and I have talked about this many times, and it gave me the idea that, um, and I said this on the air, I don't know to what degree this gets done, but I have not heard about this, so I'm assuming not. It seems like every time somebody contracts with the county or the city, that afterwards you should do an evaluation and say, like, you know, this was on time, this was at budget, this was above budget, this was the work was very good, we got a lot of complaints, we got no complaints. And then if it's a road project, you follow up in three or four years and you check again to make sure the quality is holding up. So you could have some kind of, like, an objective scoring history of any particular contractor and say, hey, you know, they are a B-plus entity or they are a C-minus entity. And so instead of just saying, oh, I happen to remember they did bad work on this project, you could look at the score sheet that would be available and say, yeah, they're the low bidder, but I don't want to hire a C-plus. I'd rather pay a little more and get the the B-plus or the A-minus. Does Escambia County do something like that, or is that something you're open to? You, You know this much better than I do. You tell me. 
We actually, absolutely, we do that. Uh, every project we do, road project, uh, facilities project, no matter what kind of project it is, we absolutely, absolutely do a contractor evaluation at the end of it, but also throughout the project. You know, so what we do is we have construction engineering inspection on most of our larger projects, especially. And so what that does, it's a daily, that's your eyes and ears in the field. So they go out there, they tell you, they notate how many people are on site, how many workers are present, what equipment is present, what are the weather conditions, what are the activities that are going on on the job site today. Is the MOT in place? Is, is it is it right? I mean, all these things. Maintenance as, of traffic plan for working around in case people don't know the phrase. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Are, are the, the temperature is good to pour concrete and like asphalt, depending on what you're doing. So you're documenting all this throughout the project. And throughout the project, you know, if you have, hey, the contractor's not been on site or they've only had two people on site for, you know, the last two weeks, so you send an email and you document to the contractor, hey, this is not acceptable. You need to man the project, get it, get it staffed up, and we need to move. I'm not giving you a time extension. Uh, all these things go on throughout the project. And then when you get to the end of the project, if the work, quality of the work has just been egregious, if the project management from the contractor side has been so egregious that we just don't feel like they're a company that we want to do business with anymore or for another in a, a period of time, you recommend as far as part of the contract evaluation process that that contractor be suspended from receiving work for a period of time or you just take them off the vendor list altogether. That is the process for 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 not doing business with somebody who does substandard work or, or whatever the case may be. Well, the, part, so- the challenges you run into is if you don't, you know, if, in your procurement process, it is actually a process and, and you really... I, I'm very cautious in the procurement process because it will get you in trouble quickly. Yeah, you have to follow your process, and if you get to the point, if the procurement process has been flawless, if you followed every step of the way, and you got the low bidder, and you don't award the low bidder, it's very possible—not every time—but it's very possible that low bidder can file a protest. It's right. called an informal protest. That goes to the procurement director. The procurement director hears the protest, reviews the process. They're not going to be reviewing the work that was done a year ago. They're reviewing the process. Process was followed. This was a little bitter. He and you kind of put your procurement director in a pickle, really, because he has to, he or she has to determine. Kind of, you're ruling with the county. You're going to rule with the contractor. But really, he's he or she is just trying to say the process was followed. If he rules that the process was was not followed, or if the contractor comes out on the losing end of the protest, he can then file a bid a bond, a five thousand dollar bond, and go to a formal protest, which winds up in front of a hearing master. And it's more of a, a legal process, and I've been I've been in those things, and they're not any fun. Yeah, uh, so, hey, Wes, Wes so hang, on really for, hang on, hang on for just a second because mm-hmm. I want to hear the rest of this. And this is, a, I think, this is really important stuff for how uh, you know taxpayer funds get spent. But uh, let me get Canyon here with a quick traffic on the fives. Um, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Ninety-eight clear from Navarre through into a Gulf Breeze into Pensacola. Three Mile Ridge not showing any delays either. Four three seven sixteen twenty. If you have traffic tips, News Radio ninety-two three informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Wes. You were saying that, bef- that after they go to the informal protest about how the procurement process was 
was done. Uh, if they if it uh, comes back, it was not done properly. Then they can go to a formal protest and get an actual hearing on it. Go ahead. Yeah, so you go to a formal protest, and and it goes. Uh, it's it's a legal process, and you go in front of a hearing master, and a hearing master will will do the same thing. He's going to be looking at the process. He's going to be looking what the process followed. Was there a misstep, a miscue in the process? And and the hearing master is going to be looking at the process. He he or she is not going to be looking at what was done uh, on a project three years ago. Got it. You know, he's they're 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 going to be it's a process. Is the integrity of the process uh, true or was it flawed? That's what they're going to that's what they're going to look at. But it can get you in a lot of trouble. Me and Allison, uh, we both kind of Allison Rogers, the county attorney. We're here when. Uh, yeah, yeah. When uh, the Maplewoods, I don't know if you are aware of Maple had a project called Maplewoods Drainage Project, about two million dollar project. And I was uh, a young project manager at the time, and for whatever reason, our board at that time did not award the lower bidder. And the the protest process started, and and actually uh, wound up. I wound up in the state's attorney's office answering questions. Yeah. Uh, about you know why? What about this? What about that? Uh, so you got to really be cautious as you navigate through the procurement process and make sure that, that if you have a contractor that you don't feel like is good to do business with, that it's not good for the county or you're not good for the city or your organization, you have to do the work and document that throughout whatever project they're working on, and you have to have all your documentation in order to suspend them from getting work and or to remove them from the vendor list. Well, so, so, so what I, what there I is hear... There's a process there. Yeah, so what I hear... Uh, <laughs> It frustrates me, and here's why. Not because it's hard to do. I understand that there are, you know, I'm sure very a lot of, you know, rules you have to follow and legal parameters. But what I hear is that the only way you can, the 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 only real way you have of turning down low bidders is by saying they can't bid at all. I I don't mind letting a company bid if you know that they do mediocre work, and you're going to take that into account. There might be times when you buy the cheapest bidder. But I want to be able to honestly. Here's what I have in mind: is you know I'm a I'm a citizen, okay, and I think the you know the commissioners would love to be able to have this too. Is I'd like to have a company that comes up for a bid on a project, and there's a web page on the county's website that you can click on. It'll show you the last ten projects they did. It'll show you uh, they came in at or under budget. How many change orders for how much? What percentage of the project? They they um you know how close were they on time? Were they over time? And then overall quality of the work and frankly i like a letter grade or a score out of 100 you know they did a 73 they did a 92 and look at the last 10 projects and then when you're comparing them to company b company b is uh you know has a better score but they're also going to charge more and then you can just take that into account that would not be disqualifying that would just be information in order to influence the decision do we have is that even something we could do if we wanted to uh, I would say that would you were probably more successful if you did a request for proposals when you can kind of gauge, uh, you know, what is what kind of project you're going after. But the, the challenge with a construction project is you're not really going for a proposal. You have your scope of work, you have all your line items, you have your your bid tabulation sheet. You know, so many, you know, all the parts and pieces are there, and you're asking uh, for a a bid, a number to install and to perform all the work and right. pr- provide all the parts and pieces. So it's a little bit different when it comes to uh, like a construction project or I'm replacing 
uh, the roof or something on a building. It, those those types of projects do tend to lean more to uh, you know the invitation to bid process. All right, and I guess you know what I'm what I'm thinking of here, and it's actually relevant to an item that's on the agenda this morning is uh, you know or this afternoon, sorry, that the commission is going to vote on buying a demo fire truck. Uh, cheaper than you could get it otherwise, and a lot faster than you can get it otherwise. Um, I think this is going to be for the, uh, the the new fire station we're trying to acquire for uh, Paradise Beach. But the um, and I ask you about that in a second. But my first question when I found out about this is, I said, "Well, it's not a pierce truck, right? <laughs> you know, because we're not gonna let's. You know, I don't care who it is, but let's not buy any more pierce trucks because they're bad. And you know, I, I want I don't want that to have to be that somebody has to remember." That name, I want that to be available as a score sheet. Oh, we bought four Pierce trucks before, and here's what happened. So anyway, um, that's that's kind of what I had in mind. I just wanted to kind of run that by you. But since we're almost out of time, I did want to get you to talk about uh, this fire truck we're looking to buy and the fire station because I think this is kind of good news. So got about a minute, Wes. Tell them what's happening here. All right, sure. So, you know, Chemist Bogost has been driving hard to put a fire presence in Paradise Beach. Uh, so we're soliciting a piece of property from uh, the Navy. We sent a letter to the commanding officer of NAS. That starts the process. We get positive feedback from that. And then part of the other part and piece is, is you got to have a pumper truck to put out there in a, in a building of some sort. So we're working on a building. And But the pumper truck, if we order new, it's going to take two years, literally two years. And so I asked um, my public works director to start making phone calls, see, see what's available. And we found uh, a demo pumper truck. It's 2022. It's a couple hundred thousand dollars cheaper than if we ordered a brand new one. And I can have the truck here probably within a matter of weeks uh, if the board approves the, the, the purchase this evening. Nice. So it, just just trying to expedite the process and drive as hard as we can to uh, – accomplished the initiative of putting the fire presence on paradise beach area outstanding well just just one last thought that because we're kind of in this vicinity i literally remember because i knew about the pierce trucks in escambia county somebody in santa rosa and i can't remember whether it was county or local uh, fd uh they were getting ready to order a pierce truck and i called the person you know one of my contacts in the agency and i'm like Y'all shouldn't do this. You need to talk to Escambia County about Pierce Trucks. And they hadn't heard. They didn't know anything. And so, again, this, like, if there's some kind of an openly available, you know, feedback on the stuff you buy and, and get done for you, not just your own county or city, but other municipalities would be able to reference that and, you know, be aware of information that they might not otherwise have. So, anyway, that's, that's my last push. Uh, I know you do what you can do, but uh, I appreciate it. And I, and I understand it's a very complicated thing already legally. Uh, Wes Moreno, he is the county administrator for Escambia County. Wes, as always, thanks for the time. Thanks for explaining stuff to us, and we'll see you at the meeting tonight. All right. Thank you, Andrew. You bet. 653 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Tune in Monday at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel when Whitetail Properties real estate agent Todd Edwards, a land specialist in hunting, recreational, farm, and timber properties, will be discussing how he can market and promote your property. Or if you're a buyer looking for your dream property or land investment, how his experience can work for you. That's Monday morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. 
Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa is here to help take the pressure off of you finding the perfect Valentine's Day gift this year. Share your love this Valentine's with a gift of renewal and relaxation at Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Stillwater's offers a variety of spa treatments, including facials, massages, spa pedicures, and more. Valentine's Day gift certificates can be purchased online at stillwatersmetspa.com or in person at the spa located in downtown Pensacola. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa, Pensacola's world-class luxury spa. We all do it. Joining online home improvement groups and saving our favorite kitchens, thinking, someday. But a kitchen remodel seems too expensive and time-consuming, right? Actually, you would be surprised at how affordable and efficient it can be. And with Home Outlet, you have access to the largest selection of in-stock cabinets, plus completely free kitchen planning services. Let the experienced designers at Home Outlet help you turn Sunday into today. Visit your local 100% employee-owned Home Outlet to get started. The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in this morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel as ProHealth will be the guest and be discussing how ProHealth Medical Membership Program can help you take out the stress and cost of health care. Tune in this morning at 9 as ProHealth will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, Brian Kilmeade, Dave Ramsey, Bobby Rossi, and Lars Larson. Informative, local, dependable. for a gallon of gas, 349. That's a penny down. Florida, same at 353. Texas at a, uh, 312. And California at 457. Navarre, the east at the Walmart, 323. West of the Walmart, 322. If you're going through Tiger Point, 326 at the foot of the Garcon Point Bridge. 339 at the Exxon and Gulf Breeze. 329 in Milton at the Raceway. Same, uh, sorry, 328 at the Murphy and P Ridge. And then 339 at the stations in Pace. Getting over into Pensacola. 329 on, uh, oh no, that is not the right price. 317 at the Walmart Neighborhood Market on Nine Mile. 318 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And coming in from the southwest side, 326 at the TNC on Navy. Uh, let's get Candy in here with traffic before we get to David. Go ahead, Candy. Uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Not yet. And that's uh, hopefully we'll stay like that. Perfect. Yeah, 98 good, 110 good. Uh, not showing any problems on uh, I-10 either. And then taking a look downtown, Bayfront, Scenic, all is good. If you uh, see an accident, uh, traffic tips, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Perfect. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? It is a great day to be in Florida because bitter cold and wind chills are descending on millions of people in the Northeast. The National Weather Service issuing a wind chill warning for uh, about 15 million people and storms in the Southwest also canceling and delaying flights, but looks like it's going to be nice here. Uh, oil giant Shell has posted its highest ever annual profit, just under $40 billion for 2022. That was double the company's profits in 2021. And the Powerball jackpot up to an estimated $700 million tonight. Nobody matched all of the numbers uh, last night. The lump sum cash payout would be more than $375 million. And correction, the next drawing, not tonight, Saturday night. All right, fair enough, David. Thanks so much for the update. Time now for... 
future news. Where? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Candy and I tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Uh, Netflix has actually uh, uh, apparently kind of disclosed how the crackdown is going to work on the sharing of passwords, and it's going to be location-based. And if you uh, start to access the account from a secondary location, they're going to charge you an add-on account or make you force, or you know, they're going to limit your access, special passwords for temporary use, all kinds of stuff. Is it going to work? I don't know. I doubt it. I'm going to say yes. I think actually yes. Um, will we uh, change or implement a project review the way I was kind of talking about it with Wes in Escambia and Santa Rosa in addition to what we already do? Okay? I think so. Yeah. I, I really I hope, hope so. so. It just, I don't yeah. know. I just it, it feels like something that wouldn't be that hard to do, but I'm certainly not on the inside of these processes to be able to say definitively. Um Will we um, will we find the men responsible for these shootings locally that there have been like five or six different incidents in the last five days? Will yes, we find these guys? absolutely. Yes, we will. But if you're at a party and there's 100 people and there's four gunmen and, you know, half the crowd has guns already, like, it's not just these people, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's more is the problem. Will we get that new Paradise Beach uh, fire truck and fire station? Will absolutely, that happen? Absolutely, sure. Yeah, it seems like a great thing. Great. I love it. Good job. Um, and uh, <laughs> will the new uh, African-American AP study program be approved in Florida now that they've gotten rid of everything objectionable? Yeah. No. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. There's two new solar farms open in our area also. A big crash on Mobile Highway sent five people to the hospital. Those stories and more after this update from Fox News.